Welcome to the Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be talking about how to heal premenstrual dysphoric disorder. To get this longevity party started, I'm gonna give you a brief rundown about the underlying factors that contribute to this condition, also known as PMDD, the signs, symptoms, and together with holistic approaches to address it. And later we'll be speaking to my amazing client who joined us in the Hormone Balancing Academy and was able to reverse her PMDD diagnosis. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning in the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, United Arab Emirates, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Hey, y'all. Hey. So today we're diving into a topic that um, a lot of people actually may have never heard of. We're going to talk about premenstrual dysphoric disorder, also known as PMDD. A lot of women have heard of fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, um, but a lot of people have never heard the term premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And um, I actually learned more about it when I actually uh, got a patient who had this condition. And, and basically what the way that I understood it was that it's kind of like a very extreme PMS. Um, so we're going to talk about it today and explore some holistic approaches um, that can really help with it. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder is a severe and chronic medical condition. It's characterized by intense emotional, physical, and behavioral symptoms that occur in the premenstrual phase of the menstrual cycle. It's considered a much more severe form of PMS, and it affects a very small percentage of menstruating individuals. The symptoms of PMDD usually start during the luteal phase of the menstrual cycle, which is the time between ovulation and the start of menstruation. And these symptoms can significantly impact a person's daily life, their relationships, and overall well-being. The root causes of premenstrual disorder are not really fully understood by Western medicine, but research does suggest that it's likely to be a multifactorial condition with various contributing factors. You know, they say that the exact interplay of these factors can vary from person to person, but here's some uh, potential root causes and factors associated with PMDD. So hormone fluctuations in general, or I would say hormone imbalance. So changes, changes in hormone levels, specifically estrogen and progesterone during the menstrual cycle can definitely play a role in triggering PMDD symptoms. It's believed that the sensitivity of the brain's neurotransmitter systems to these hormone fluctuations actually may contribute to mood and behavioral changes. Then there's neurotransmitter imbalance. PMDD is actually associated with alterations in certain neurotransmitters, such as serotonin, which could play a crucial role in regulating mood. So fluctuations in serotonin levels can actually impact our mood, our emotional stability, and overall mental well-being. Then there's genetics. There is evidence to suggest that PMDD may have a genetic component. Individuals with a family history of PMDD or mood disorders might have a higher risk for actually developing the condition themselves. Um, and then there's stress, which exacerbates everything. Stress can exacerbate PMDD symptoms, and individuals with PMDD may have different coping mechanisms or responses to stress compared to those that don't have the disorder. 
there's brain chemistry and structure. Their brain imaging studies have indicated that there actually are differences in brain activity and structure in individuals with PMDD compared to those without it. And these differences may be related to the regulation of emotions and mood overall. And then there's sensitivity to hormones and neurotransmitters. So some individuals may be more sensitive to hormonal changes and neurotransmitter fluctuations, which can lead to an increased likelihood of experiencing PMDD. In my office, whether it's PMDD or some other hormonal condition, what I'm looking at, I'm I'm looking ultimately to see what end of the hormonal spectrum my client falls, and then I'm trying to bring them back into balance. Um, Birth control, synthetic hormone intake, poor diet, nutritional deficiencies, all of these things can actually contribute to hormone imbalances, which could lead to PMDD. So that's usually what I'm looking for in order to help my client. Some common emotional and psychological symptoms of premenstrual disorder include mood swings, um, irritability and anger, depression, anxiety, tension, agitation, difficulty concentrating, fatigue, loss of interest, withdrawal from social interactions, changes in appetite, sleep disturbances, and feeling overwhelmed. Holistic treatments for for PMDD are going to focus on addressing the condition from multiple angles, considering the whole person's physical, emotional, and mental well-being. So you're going to look at diet. You're going to look at adopting a balanced and nutritious diet. You're also going to look at a diet that is free from hormonal inputs, if it is indeed a hormonal imbalance, Um, increasing the amounts of fruits and vegetables, and um, reducing processed foods, caffeine, and refined sugars are going to be super helpful for PMDD, and any other hormonal imbalance. And then regular exercise, um, engaging in regular physical physical activities such as walking, yoga, swimming, dancing can also help to reduce stress, improve mood, boost those serotonin levels, and support overall well-being. Supplementation is super helpful, especially if it is a hormonal imbalance or if it is a nutritional deficiency. So really, for me, it would be on a case-by-case basis and looking at that person and looking at what are they deficient in and helping them Um, supplement that so that they actually get back to sufficiency. And then also looking at where are they on the hormonal spectrum and if there are supplements that can be used to bring them back to balance. There are herbs that can be helpful. It's really important to discuss herbal remedies with the healthcare provider as they can interact with medications and also different herbs respond differently in different people's bodies. So it's really important for you not to just run out and try every old herb Um, But there are really great herbs out there that are very helpful for balancing uh, hormones in general, and it really just depends on the person. Then there's stress management, practicing stress reduction techniques like mindfulness, prayer, um, deep breathing exercises, relaxation techniques can really help mitigate the impact of stress on PMDD symptoms. And this has to be a daily thing. It has to be someone changing how they're managing or um, coping with stress in general long-term so that it doesn't affect their hormones as much. And then other things that I really like, acupuncture. I love acupuncture for hormonal imbalances. We've talked about it on this podcast a great deal. Um, as you know, it's a traditional Chinese medicine practice and involves the insertion of thin needles into specific points on the body to balance your energy flow. And it can be super helpful if someone has a hormonal imbalance that's caused by some blockages in their energy meridians or some other issue acupuncture can be super helpful at helping the body rebalance over time. So um, there's definitely, and and it definitely have been people who have reported relief from PMDD symptoms um, by also um, using acupuncture. So those are some things or some some ways that I would 
go about it. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to look at the individual person, look at their symptoms. Um, the only thing I didn't mention that I think was worth mentioning is the gut. Because um, with any sort of mood disorders, you also want to look at is because of the gut brain connection, you want to look at is this person having any gastrointestinal symptoms? And can this disruption in their gut actually be causing, be the real root cause of their mood issues? So that would be another thing I would look at. So I hope that helps you guys get a kind of broad overview of how you could approach it. Um, now that you've learned a bit about the multifaceted nature of PMDD and the various factors that contribute to it, I hope that if you are experiencing this disorder or some other hormonal imbalance that you feel empowered to take control of your well-being and also explore some holistic approaches. Understanding the root cause of whatever hormonal imbalance you have allows you to actually address it from different angles, which encompasses your physical, your emotional, and lifestyle aspects, and also can get you better long-term results. All right, all right. Well, let's take a short break. And when we return, we'll delve deeper into the topic of PMDD and speak to my amazing clients. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a 101 pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, so I'm really happy with, you know, with my results. I'm really grateful to, you know, to God and to to Asosa and her, her Raw Girl program. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, normalized incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Today's guest is my client, Paula, who joined our Hormone Balancing Academy with a diagnosis of PMDD and is now living with a balanced mood and a normal cycle. Hey, Paula. Hey. I'm really excited to have you on Staying Ageless. I appreciate you coming on. I really do. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. My pleasure. Um, so why don't we start with um, 
where did you find me? Like, how did you hear about Raw Girl Coaching? How did you hear about my nutrition services in the first place? Um, I was I was desperate, <laughs> searching everywhere, and I just you know saw a post on what a post you put out on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I think you were talking about hormonal balance, and you you listed something that piqued my interest. I can't remember what it it was, but it was obviously something I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you probably mentioned severe PMS symptoms. I was I was in a place in my life where I realized that as a pattern, like the week before my period or right in my mm-hmm. legal space or after ovulation, I would go through like a clinical depression. Gee. I was on, you know, I was prescribed SSRIs <laughs> to help mm-hmm. with that, a low dose SSRI, but um, I, I couldn't accept that as a long-term measure. And mm-hmm. I was really curious about trying to find a holistic way to get out of that reality I was dealing with because it was so disruptive, right. um, disruptive to my work, uh, my career, disruptive to my personal relationships, and 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 physically exhausting because of the emotional roller coaster I was right. going through. Granted, I had you know external circumstances, and you know talking to you and, um, you know, it made me realize what I could do externally to help. But yeah, it, it was a very dark place to be in. So I reached out and I think I remember on our first phone call, I was just rambling, like, and I, 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 I diagnosed it. I mean, I called it um, um, premenstrual, I think it's PMDD, premenstrual, yeah, premenstrual dysphoria. Dysphoria, dysphoria disorder. Yeah. And um, what did I what it feels like is a, an extreme level of a level of anxiety where, um, you know, it's, it can be debilitating and, you know, right. you go through suicidal ideation and I was doing that every single month. So, so, so yeah, I knew it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not an expert about this, but how I understood it was, it occurs when you know, as a woman, your um, you you make that switch from estrogen to uh, progesterone, and mm-hmm. um, if the hormones fluctuate too quickly, you're not able. That's the theory that you're not able to produce enough serotonin, so mm-hmm. you, you literally can't be happy. And um, it, wow. I, was also, I was I was also you know having physical symptoms of um, my cycle through having um a copper IUD I'd had for four years as well. So mm-hmm. um, I wasn't even thinking of the copper IUD, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was something that came up when I, when I first consulted with you. But yeah, I remember, I remember that first call. I'm not even sure if I let you have a word in. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying everything that came to mind and feeling very, very distressed. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. And I was like, oh my God, we need to fix this ASAP. This is ridiculous. This is too much. It's too much for anyone to handle. I mean, it's just so serious. So basically when you, when you were dealing with doctors to deal with this, they just told you, okay, you're clinically depressed and you just have to take SSRIs. Was there any other solutions they gave you? Um, hmm. 
Not, not particularly. Like, um, one, I think my symptoms got pretty bad to, to the extent that I had a cardiac issue while I was running and okay. went to the emergency room and, you know, they looked at my vitals. I've always been a super healthy person, you know, right. for the most part, very active and proactive about how I eat. So my vitals were fine and all they could see was, you know, uh, you know, like how much pressure my heart had that was abnormal that caused the cardiac event while I was running. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, so my primary care decided to let me do a study of my heart. I did a bunch of tests, but none of it, it, I mean, it all came out inconclusive. Mm. that was the that was the extent of like you know um, I guess traditional care mm-hmm. I got concerning my symptoms that in terms of its severity. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then when you so fast forward to we're working together. Were there any things that were super surprising for you, or you were like um, confused about, or you were like, wow, this is really different <laughs> when you started think- working. I think you remember clearly that, you know, when you brought out my ID, I was like, what? I was super possessive. Like, my ID. You were like, <laughs> no, my IUD needs to stay there. And I was like, it's actually causing the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we so brought it out and, you know, I uh, l- looked into how, um, you know, when you're usually prescribed, given an IUD, like a copper ID, you're also supposed to be taking zinc supplements. And I think it was after you recommended I do my zinc testing. And I saw the test results where I was in like completely depleted. And mind you, I'd been taking um, zinc supplements probably five months before we spoke. And I was still at that time of testing completely depleted. And that's when I I really... I was like, whoa, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. And um, basically what came out of that for me was how realizing how um, depleted zinc levels, you know, uh, could could affect you mentally too. As yeah. Well. Yes. So. And that's and that's the big thing that a lot of people don't understand. Right. We throw around these diagnoses. Okay. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Okay. It, and it feels like a death sentence. Like you, and for me, when I looked at you, it was like, you don't even have, you don't have anything but a zinc deficiency. You feel me? And a hormone imbalance. And so for me, it was like, let's just address this issue and get this over with. Cause this is, this is crazy. But it was just really funny how you were like, listen, I'm about don't to keep this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna eat your appointment. I'm just gonna mention it again, like very gently. Like, well, if you just take out the Oh Lord, oh Lord. So what happened? So what happened after you took it out? Like how quickly did you see a change? And what were what were your what was your experience once you actually made all the changes? Honestly, I can't recall like in oh actually. I mean, within three months, I was doing great, like, uh, working with you. But as of when, you know, I took the IUD out and seeing the difference, I can't really recall. But one thing you did tell me was um, staying away from high cortisol-inducing workouts as mm. well. Yeah. So between, I feel like between that, 
uh, you managing my diet, the supplements I was taking, taking out the IUD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I felt so like I began to see month after month how much better I was doing um, mentally yeah. in terms of like the swing, the swing in, in my emotions, like they didn't go away, but right. I could, I could, it was, it was better for me to like, I could manage how I was feeling and, yeah. and getting into the mindset of self-care, meditation, and all of those were tools that like I hold on, I still hold on to like religiously. Um, uh-huh. And it's it's very hard to imagine, you know, going through life without. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, I yeah. hear you. Well, I'm super proud of you for making all of those changes. And for me, it was really interesting how abruptly and quickly it shifted. I feel like it was pretty quick because you're you're supposed to be in the home month and kind of for six months, and you were just basically kind of twiddling your thumbs after around month two ish. Um, <laughs> because you have finally taken out the compromise. I had to be sent reminders of my appointment. I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing great. But, but what was so exciting about that though for me was like, this is why I love getting to the root cause of a real issue. You see, because you could have been on SSRIs forever and then it could have led to more craziness. Yeah, for what reason? Yeah. For what reason would you even need to do that? You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's tricky because a, a lot of times, and people need to know, especially when it comes to like depression, anxiety, or anything mental health wise. And you know, in this particular case, it's connected to hormones, but it's like all of those, uh, any sort of mental health thing. I, I actually spent um, before I started my practice, I actually used to work with low income patients in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area who had as crazy mental health challenges like autism, schizophrenia, and they had health issues. And I was always so shocked at how quickly you can change their behavior by changing their diet, you know? And so there's a lot of, I I always wish that when people get diagnosed with things like depression or anxiety, that they also consult nutritionists because there's a lot of like deficiencies that can also lead to the same symptom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just super excited and stoked that you were feeling great and that, you know, you weren't experiencing such low mood and all that jazz. It's just amazing. And did your energy change at all or not really? Uh, it, it, it has. Um, my, I, um, you know, I, as a woman, that's not going to go away. Like you, you always experience that dip in your energy. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I, feel I feel so much better. I've been focusing on high nutritional meals. Um, mm-hmm. I, at first, I think before I met you, I was like, you know, restricting calories. But now I changed, you know, my meal tracking app to track my micro, my, micros and macros in the meals I eat. And, mm-hmm. you know, realizing how much that does for my energy with the quality of food I eat. Right. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, less greens and less fiber, I literally begin to feel lethargic and Mm -hmm. um, like brain fog. And as Mm -hmm. soon as I prioritize like high nutritional food, Mm -hmm. it's it's a game changer. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Were there any other um, random benefits that I don't know about that you feel like you, you also noticed or... 
random i'll say life-changing <laughs> at first I remember, I remember when you recommended uh pilates i was like ah no i think i've got my workout regimen fixed right and, um so i but i had an open mind and um yeah i i don't run anymore not because i mean i miss it but i realized mm-hmm. how much recovery it takes on my body and mm-hmm. i'm actually listening to my body more I take rest when I need it I don't punish myself for sleeping like I think I was like really hard on myself and I've really come to a healthy space of honoring my body because my body looks out for me you know and having like yeah any symptom I feel in my body I recognize that it's trying to tell me something so I I come I I look at it from that perspective and I've, I've really never felt better I love it. I love it so much. And it's so exciting for me to hear how things have transformed for you. And also just how much you sound. I just remember when the shift happened because you all of a sudden had like a sense of peace around you, you know, like just where you felt to me, you felt like you were more at peace with yourself and more at peace with taking care of yourself and honoring yourself and being kind to yourself, you know? Yes. Which I love. Okay. Um, I mean, what would you say to, what would you say to someone who, you know, is struggling with uh, something similar or struggling with a hormone condition and was considering working with us? Uh, first thing I'll say is, you know, you should take yourself seriously in terms of how you're feeling and, and don't mm-hmm. doubt it. I, I think I went back and forth a lot, um, getting to the point where committing to getting help um, and, and and working through it. So if you feel like something's amiss, your doctors can't find it. Um, you've tried everything. Um, I wish I hadn't tried everything. I wish this was my first point of contact. But right. believe believe what you're feeling and look come come at it from a place of curiosity and you know trust isosa to help you through the process and especially mine you know i think a majority of my symptoms were very much in a mental space and you know heavy cramping and all that but mm-hmm. i didn't think it was possible but now i respect how much gut health affects your mental health it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah. yeah i have so much respect for that Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you, Paula. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, if there's something, I um, your relationship with your body is also super important. I, I really believe that when something is off in your body or your mind, um, mm. it's, it's an honest communication about taking time to, you know, figure it out. And I think, um, you know, seeing how my body responded to the decisions I made every day, working out, uh, mm-hmm. sleeping more, eating well, I'm I'm reaping the rewards of mm. listening to what my body needed and being diligent. And um, yeah, that was that was that's something a gift of a lifetime, and yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. So yeah, I appreciate that. 
Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Seriously, this means a lot to me. You know, sometimes people think we crazy. So I'm like, listen, being <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I swear I'm not crazy. Like it sounds, you know, it, you know, some of this work sounds like it's too good to be true. But the thing is that people need to know that this is an option. They can stay in the cycle of medication, surgeries, birth control, all this stuff with their hormones and never be any changes or positive results, you know? Yeah. And so for me, my mission is to get the word out. So when, when someone like you agrees to like share their story, it means so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you first. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you too. (laughs) Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants, and all eight essential amino acids, making it an amazing plant-based source of protein. Every part of the plant could be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face daily, and I use Moringa powder to add my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from a company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is created jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part, every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. To date, they have planted over 3 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit truemoringa.com and use the code rawgirl at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. If you are already a diehard fan or becoming one, this year you have the opportunity to join their True Moringa Challenge and get free Moringa oil for a year. $104 in value. Customers who have used their oil say it helps to bring their skin back into balance, deeply moisturize, and minimize signs of premature aging. All you have to do is follow at the Raw Girl and at True Moringa on Instagram and email us at media at the with before and after photos or videos of your skin transformation after using the oil along with your story. Don't miss out on the chance to get a full year of product. Can't wait to hear from you. Okay, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Jessica via Instagram, who says, I've been researching the impact of gut-brain access communication on various health conditions. And I'm curious about its relevance to PMDD. Can you explain the bi-directional relationship between the gut microbiome and the central nervous system in the context of PMDD? Are there any specific gut microbial signatures associated with PMDD? Wow, that's a really 
um, in-depth question, Jessica. So the gut-brain access refers to this bi-directional communication between the gut and the brain. And this communication occurs through various pathways, including the nervous system, the immune system, and also our hormonal pathways. So it's a really, really big link. And several aspects of the gut-brain access communication can impact a variety of health conditions. So can impact mental health disorders. There's a lot of mental health disorders where now people are finally realizing we have to pay attention also to the gut. So anxiety, depression, um, autism spectrum disorder, all of these different um, uh, disruptions, mental health disorders, people are starting to realize, hey, the gut is also involved in this. Then there's neurological disorders. Um, There's a connection between gut health and things like Parkinson's or MS. And um, it's really important to to note that immune system, our immune system and our inflammation, uh, the gut is a major site of immune activity. So disruptions in gut health can lead to chronic inflammation and also disruption in our immunity. Um, So if it's not regulated and it gets out of control, it can lead to things like autoimmune disorders or inflammatory bowel disease and different things like that. Um, the gut microbiota also affects our metabolism and our energy regulation. So it can contribute to things like obesity, type two diabetes, all of that stuff. And then last but not least, hormonal regulation. Our gut brain access can actually influence hormonal pathways, which can impact conditions related to hormonal imbalances, which would be, um, similar to PMDD. Now with PMDD specifically, um, there isn't a not a, a lot of research around gut microbiota and like specific probiotics you can take or something like that, specific strains you can work on to actually improve PMDD. But on if you looked at it on a case-by-case basis, if someone was having these issues, I would say it would be a really good idea to have your gut checked out, especially if you have also gastrointestinal issues. Um, the way it's relevant to PMDD could be through neurotransmitters. So the gut microbiota plays a role in producing and regulating our neurotransmitters, such as serotonin. Um, and disruptions in gut microbiota could comp- potentially influence neurotransmitter levels and contribute to mood-related symptoms that you see in PMDD. You could also, um, inflammation and immune dysregulation have been linked to PMDD, So because the gut, as I mentioned, is a significant side of your immune activity, uh, it would be really important to make sure that any imbalances in gut microbiota are balanced out because they could contribute to inflammation and immune responses that then impact PMDD symptoms. And then the last way that it potentially could be relevant is uh, hormonal regulation. Because the gut can influence the metabolism and processing of hormones, including sex hormones like estrogen and progesterone, we already know that PMDD, at least from my perspective, um, is definitely uh, related to hormonal imbalance in some aspects. Some people, it may be, you know, for various reasons, they may have their hormonal imbalance. But to me, it's a hormonal imbalance. And um, if the gut is disrupted, then um, hormonal regulation could be disrupted, and then that could make the PMD sim- PMDD symptoms worse. Um, I hope that really helps you. So, so basically, you know, it's definitely relevant, Jessica, if you have PMDD to take a look at your gut. There isn't necessarily a one-size-fits-all probiotic based on research that can help you. 
but it's a really good idea to pay attention to that and even consider getting some gut testing if you are having gastrointestinal issues and you have PMDD. I hope that helps you. All right, all right. It is time to close out today's show on managing premenstrual dysphoric disorder with a holistic approach. We hope you find this episode enlightening and empowering, providing you with valuable insights and strategies to navigate through the challenges of PMDD or any hormonal imbalance with grace and self-care. Feel free to leave me a comment or DM me on Instagram at the raw girl if you have any questions or if you want to share your experiences with hormonal imbalance or um, trying out a holistic approach to addressing them. Let's definitely continue this conversation and support one another on a journey to finding balance and harmony during the premenstrual phase. I can't wait to hear your stories and witness your progress. Until next time, stay empowered and realize that holistic interventions can really help you get to the root cause of any issue you're dealing with. Today, I'm leaving you with a quote from Buddha. Every human being is the author of his own health or disease. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you are looking for more health tips or have a question from the show, find me on Instagram at therawgirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To watch my free diet training, The Six Keys to Determine Your Ideal Diet, visit www.therawgirl.com forward slash six ways free class. And to watch my free hormone training, The Secret to Resetting Your Hormones, even if you have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, or heavy bleeding, um, visit www.therawgirl.com forward slash free dash training. For more on this show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. 